Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bad Bleeps of the Bible. Okay, yes, we are covering the penultimate evil today, Satan. But the way we're going to explore this individual is not going to be some exhaustive scholarly retelling. Instead, I'm going to try to make this as fun as possible. So what we're going to do today is to look at Satan's past, how he was created, where he came from, and what he did to become the all-around nasty that he is. And then we're going to look at his present, what the Bible tells us he's currently doing today, and how we poor mortals can be entrapped or even possessed by his wily ways. And then finally, we're going to look at his future, what lies in store for the entity that is Senor Satan. <laughs> and I want to be super clear here, Satan as an idea is not just purely a Judeo-Christian idea. He comes in many forms across many religions. But as I told you before, my God, why do I have to keep telling you this? Your boy is not a historian. He, me, is at best a strong Googler and a storyteller, which means I'm not going to explore all the nuances from religion to religion. There are other people who have done that. Check out, honestly, Stuff You Missed in History Class, one of my favorite podcasts that dives deep into all things history and does just that. But what I'm going to do today is try to tell you a fun story of the nasty that is Satan from a purely Bible slash pastor's kid who loved to say hail Satan to freak out his friends and family lens. Cool? Cool. So we've buried the hell, pun strongly intended, out of this lead, but today's bleep really needs no introduction. He is the ultimate evil, the nasty behind every betrayal. His name quite literally means adversary. He's God's arch nemesis and the roaring lion who walks on the earth seeking whom he may devour. He is Satan. So again, we're going to look at this story from Satan's past, present, and future. And rightly so, we're going to start with his beginning. How did Satan become who he is today? Well, to begin our story, we could start in the Garden of Eden, where Eve was first tempted by Satan, but in his little walking snake form. And honestly, this is how we first discover who Satan is, if we're reading the Bible in a linear fashion. But if we continue reading, we find out that Satan's story actually begins long before this act with Eve. The prophet Isaiah writes in very fabulous and flowery language, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? From this, we can determine that in a realm just beyond our own, if you want to call it heaven, sure, there was definitely an angel named Lucifer. And he was splendid. Lucifer was majestic. We discover in later parts of the Bible that he was known as the morning star for his brilliance. And his, this beauty rivaled the radiance of the rising sun. And that his presence in the courts of heaven was like a symphony of celestial harmonies. And his beauty was unparalleled. 
in this world, Lucifer did not start out bad. Lucifer was literally created by God with his one and only job to serve God and to bask in God's glory. That's what angels were created for, obviously, to serve God. And let's not forget what these fabulous angels looked like, because I mentioned it in the Balaam and Eve episodes, but angels are described like this. Sometimes they have a human form, sure, but other times they're described as a wheel of eyeballs, or a body like a crystal with flaming eyeballs. Just really depends on the author at the time, so angels could take many forms. What we know about Satan's form is that he was fabulous. He was flashy, and he was created to revel in all of God's glory, which was a point of contention for Lucifer Morningstar slash Satan, as it turns out, since we find that within Lucifer's heart, a seed of pride begins to sprout. He started in these heavenly courts to marvel at his own beauty and his own wisdom, and he started to desire something greater for himself. He, in fact, wanted to become like God himself. The Bible tells us that Satan began to feel in his heart that his place wasn't among the lowly angels, but rather he said to himself that he will ascend into heaven, that he'll exalt his throne above the stars of God and will sit on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. He will ascend above the heights of the clouds and be like the most high. So the beautiful light that once shone through Satan now began to slowly dim. And it was replaced with his greed and with his own ambition And soon, the Bible tells us this, actually, he wasn't alone. Did you know any of this? Because I didn't. He began to convince other angels to join him. He told all the angels about his goal to no longer be a being just made to worship the creator, but rather to be even more powerful than said creator. And there were those who agreed with Lucifer Morningstar. And as this rebellion begins to fester and grow in heaven, a war among the angels ensued. It was a giant battle that is described in the text as where Satan, in now dragon form, begins to wage a war against God himself. This feels very maleficent to me, but I digress. The Bible describes in Revelation that the battle between the archangel Michael and his angels and their fight against the dragon that is Satan and his angels is where heavenly forces clashed in a cataclysmic spectacle. The skies themselves trembled as angels loyal to the creator God battled those who had chosen Lucifer's path. Ultimately, though, in this battle, Satan and his angels are defeated, and they were promptly yeeted right on out of heaven, cast into the nothingness of the universe. The text tells us that they fell like shooting stars, with their descent from grace creating a giant rift in the sky. In the void, they wandered. That is, until God decided to create a little planet called Earth, where Lucifer, now called Satan, meaning adversary, could wander, always plotting his revenge against God through the temptation of man. 
always seeking to win more and more people over to his cause. That's his beginning. Fallen angel now turn adversary of God. Fallen angel, along with all of the other angels and demons now existing in the world of man. So that was Satan's history. Formerly Lucifer Morningstar and now Satan, evil incarnate, doomed to roam this mortal toil. But what else is his job down here on Earth? Let's find out what his present tells us. What is he doing right now? As we've said before, Satan is the embodiment of evil. And Earth and Hell have become his evil domain. And Satan's overarching ambition now is to tempt and to get unsuspecting mortals like you and I to convert to his wily ways and to send his demons, his fallen angels, to create chaos and evil in the world. Honestly, what a convenient scapegoat for biblical authors to utilize to explain quite literally all of the bad things that happen in this world. Let's create this one entity that is Satan. But that's neither here nor there if we're telling his story. So... As we said, Satan is that sinister force that looms heavy over the world with his one goal of leading people away from the path of righteousness. Growing up for me, Satan was always referenced as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I totally remember thinking that if baby Scott would just pound on the ground with his foot going, "Uh, uh, uh," he could tell Satan off since Satan obviously lives underground. This was also obviously before my angsty teen Hail Satan days. (laughs) What a fun time. Anywho, a roaring lion is just one of the descriptions for today's Satan. He has many, many names, though. He's described as the father of lies, the devil, Beelzebub, the serpent, the dragon, the evil one, the prince and power of the air, also my nickname in high school, the tempter, the accuser of the brethren, the wicked one, the enemy, and the angel of light. That last one honestly sounds quite fabulous and comes uh, from 2 Corinthians where the Bible says that Satan can change his form into a stunning ball of light to deceive people. Honestly, it sounds rather flamboyant, if you ask me. Um, All of these names, though, they do change and morph to fit whatever the Old and New Testament authors want to convey. For example, don't lie because the father of lies will get you. Oh, and also don't lie because if you do, the boogeyman in the form of a roaring lion will come and get you. Again, that last one, the roaring lion, was quoted to me all of the time growing up. So to sum up all of present-day Satan, the dude is literally just wandering around trying to win people over to his side before the giant judgment day that's coming. Which then brings us to what folks believe in the religious circles is Satan's future. And listen, most of what I'm about to tell you now comes from the book of Revelation, which is the last book in the New Testament, supposedly written by John, but there's some debate about that. Also, Revelation is very, very cryptic. If you have even sat your booty in a church and listened to anything about Revelation, it's wild. It's unlike any of the books of the Bible in that it's full of allegories and predictions, theories, whores of Babylon riding on donkeys or lions or something. 
prophecies, visions, and so much more. Honestly, most of the time growing up when I heard that the text for that service of that day, because you always know there's a part of the Bible that's going to be preached on, was going to be about about Revelation. Truly, I knew to buckle in because it was going to be a wild, wild ride. That being said, Satan's future is laid out in all its metaphorical detail in Revelation. And here is that story. There's a bottomless pit somewhere in the universe. I always grew up thinking that that bottomless pit, that it's hell and that it's literally on earth. And remember um, when I was little, a creepy recording going around the Christian circles that supposedly was a recording of people screaming deep within the earth found by some miners who dug a really deep hole. So there's that. But as I was saying, There's a bottomless pit somewhere in the universe, maybe under the ground, prepared just for Satan. And at the end of the world, Satan, during this time, will be yeeted into this bottomless pit. But not for eternity. No, no, no. Only for 1,000 years, which is what we call the millennium. And he's yeeted into this by an angel. During this time, Jesus will be prancing around the earth, trying to save people, prepping for the final battle. For his part, Satan during this time will also be gathering up his strength in that bottomless pit, since after the 1,000 years, Satan is going to be released and the final battle will ensue. And this is what's called the final judgment. And after its end, Satan and all his peoples will be cast into a lake of burning sulfur to rot for the rest of eternity. And that is the end of Satan's story. So former angel, stunning former angel, started a rebellion in heaven, was cast into the universe until God created the earth now wanders the earth, seeking whom he may devour, tempting all of us, possessing some of us, and then finally will be cast into the bottomless pit for a thousand years where he will rise again in the final battle in which he will be yeeted into a lake of sulfur to rot till the end of days. Whew! A wild ride. (laughs) Again, I'm going to emphasize here that this is just one telling of the very complex idea that is Satan. And today, modern Satanists have taken the idea of this being itself and turned it on its head to represent Satan as a symbol of individualism, rebellion, and personal empowerment, which I think is an interesting concept in and of itself. But there you have it, the captivating tale of Satan, the utmost of evil, from his past to his present and all the way to his future. From the celestial splendor of Lucifer Morningstar to the depths of evil as Satan. Truly, his journey is a riveting one, regardless of your beliefs. Regardless, though, what we can all agree on is that Satan... Lucifer, Beelzebub, whatever you call him, is truly one bad bleep. 
As always, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Get in touch with me at badbleepsofthebible at gmail.com to share your thoughts, your church stories, or any ways that you would like to see this podcast improved or changed. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at badbleepsofthebible. Sources for today's story can be found in the show notes, and please continue to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Catch you next time and watch out for stunning balls of light that are there to deceive you. Honestly, that sounds pretty nice when you want to ask me. But anyway, bye. <laughs>